Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today we're going to be talking about how you don't know shit about the Constitution. I don't know shit. Don't even act like you do. I, yeah. And you know what? I am sick of people invoking the Constitution when they have no idea what they're talking about. Everybody knows the Second Amendment, right? Nobody knows how government works. And that is how we got into the problem that we got into. Yeah, when you get deep in it, too. It is actually ridiculous. Now, I will say that I was looking at the Annenberg Constitutional Survey that they do every year, and in 2021, the numbers have come up. There's more people that understand the three branches of government. There's more people that understand that the actual Constitution involves the articles, but it's still dismal. It's still only like 56% of the people um, that understand how our government's set up. So there's a little older survey here from Sam Houston University. And I was looking at these numbers, and this is what absolutely infuriates me. So it's it's things like, so more than 97% of the people surveyed. Now, we know how surveys go, right? I mean, they're surveying 1,000 people out of 335 million. The but, ones that answer their phone. Right, the ones that answer their phone. But the, the losers that are like, oh, thank God somebody's calling me. I'm going to answer this phone and I'm going to talk. I have an opinion. I have an opinion. Does anybody care? Which is pretty funny for two guys running a podcast. I guess we assume somebody cares about Christmas gifts this year. (laughs) Yeah, we do. All right. So more than 97% of the people surveyed believe that the word God is in the Constitution. All right. And nowhere in the Constitution is the word God in it. So if you are one of the 97% that believe that the word God is in the Constitution, that tells me one thing. You've never read the Constitution. And it's a dry read. It is a dry read. But you know what? It's the most important read you can do. I agree. A hundred percent. How do you call the government out for overstepping when you don't know what the rules are? You have never read the playbook. You've never read the rule book, right? So these people are, 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 are brought up to think that the founders of the country were very, very Christian. Well, they were. They were. So I can see how they can think that. Sure. They were God-fearing people, but these are the people, these people believe that the word God is in the Constitution. All it takes is one read, and you know it's not in there anywhere. So that's why that one's important to me. More than 87% of people believe that the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution are the same document. Right. They thought maybe it was like the preamble, (laughs) before the preamble. Exactly. the, The Declaration of Independence is what started the whole thing, right? That's when we told the King of England, look... We are declaring our independence here. We, and, and we had a whole list of grievances on why we were doing it, but it is wholly separate from the Constitution. It has nothing. The Declaration of Independence has nothing to do with the way we run our country. All, yeah, they were just putting their, their flag in the ground at the time. That's it. That's it. They were, telling, uh, they were telling England that we were out. The number of people who believe, and this one, this one bothers me. And like I said, this is an older, this is an older, uh, older survey, but the number of people who believe that the constitution establishes a democracy has increased from 82% in 1961, which is still high to 94% in 2016. And we can, we can blame that on the schools, correct? Um, because, yeah, uh, I mean, because coming up as a, as a young adult, you're always thinking like, this is the best democracy, right? Right. This yeah, is they're the always telling you, right? And you keep hearing that word. When's the last time, uh, do you ever remember in school being told that this was a constitutional Republic? Negative. Negative. Right. But, but we are, and that's what we were founded on. Um, and if I'll probably butcher the, the quote, but you remember that, um, a lady asked Ben Franklin where they were coming out of the constitutional convention. They said, what kind of government do we have? And he said, a constitutional republic, if you can keep it. If you can keep it. That was a good one. Yep. 
So another one, even though the word privacy never appears once in the Constitution, more than 98% of people surveyed believe that the Constitution established the right of privacy and that it is protected as an enumerated civil right. Again, 98% of the people surveyed never read the Constitution. Right. And I wonder if they heard a legal search and seizure and thought that had to do with privacy. Like that's just off the top of my head what I would think would equate to. Maybe, but I don't know. Less than 3% of the population can properly identify how many articles there are in the Constitution. And the articles are the Constitution. Not the, the amendments are part, but the articles are the actual Constitution. They're the, the baseline. They, the, well, it, yeah, it's the Constitution. This is it. Now, we have a Constitution. Eh, we, need to, we need to firm some things up. That's where the amendments come in. But the Constitution is all right there in seven articles. Not to be confused with the articles of impeachment. Those are Or the articles of confederation. Or the articles of confederation. Uh, um, as, right. I mean, people still invoke the articles of confederation like they, uh, that's always hilarious to me. You know, oh, in article nine of the articles of confederation, I'm like, bitch, the constitution is here to replace the articles of confederation. It has absolutely no bearing at all on us right now. Not surprisingly, even less can tell you the three main articles of the Constitution's body. I believe that's probably true. I believe that less than 3% could probably tell you what the three main articles are that establish the government. And we'll talk about that today. Less than 5% of those surveys can identify three or more amendments beyond the Bill of Rights. A lot of people know some of the amendments in the Bill of Rights, the first 10, but let's get into it. I mean, Dan, do you know what the 18th Amendment was? The 18th. Is uh, prohibition. Prohibition. There you go. Now, that doesn't really matter to us anymore because the 21st repealed prohibition. That's true. But yeah, once you get past the first 10, nobody knows. Uh, Do you know when the last amendment was ratified? Man, uh, the 60s? We just talked about it. It's your birthday, 1992. Oh, May 7th. Yep, 1992. Last one. Yeah, once you said May 7th, I was like, the year didn't matter. I was like, hey, it's my birthday. All right, and the last one, well, this one's a little little uh, trivia here. Uh, less than 1%, which I buy, right, because I don't even think, well, no, I would get this question right. Less than 1% knew that there were 4,534 words in the Constitution, all right? But this was a multiple choice question. So the options were less than 200 words, 18% believe that, between 350 and 700 words, 22% believe that, and then there, there were other options from there. But you know, 18% believe that the Constitution is less than 200 words. 4,534 Because they were writing with a feather. <laughs> you know what I mean? How many words can you really write with a feather? Well, they had the quill. They were dipping it. A, we got to try that one It's a lot of ink. I want to try it. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to start doing at work. I'm just going to carry a, an ink. Right. You got to lick, tip, eh, Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. shoot. I'm gonna, with a quill. And the last one is more than 70% of the people believe the Constitution heavily relies on the Holy Bible for its primary contents. Which, Which is, again, they were so deep in their faith out there. Sure. That, and I get that. My problem with this whole thing is that the government is out of control. We have allowed them to get out of control because people aren't reading the Constitution. People read the Second Amendment, right? Shall not be in French. They know that, but they don't understand what the president's allowed to do. They don't understand what Congress is allowed to do. 
They don't understand what the Supreme Court is allowed to do. Right. But they're also thinking that the government's going to throw shit against the wall. And then if it's unconstitutional, then the Supreme Court's going to figure it out. And that's not necessarily true in a lot of instances. That is not true. That's not true. And the Supreme Court doesn't hear a whole lot of cases every year. Right. Here's my thing. We have failed our founders. We have failed our founders in that we don't care anymore. Apathy has taken over and you think somebody's going to come save you, right? Every year you think that the one congressman that you elect is going to go in there and he's going to save you. Well, I got news for you. Not only is he not going to save you, but for the majority of you listening out there, your congressman is actively working against you. Your congressman is working for his own good. Your congressman is working for reelection. Your congressman is working for those dollars coming in from the lobbyist. He's not working for you anymore. And you have allowed them to do this through apathy. Here's a little newsflash for you. Nobody is coming to save you. It is up to us. It is up to you to save yourself. And how you're going to save yourself is this May in the primaries. Now, when we have primary elections where we're getting 8% participation rate, bro, that is absolutely disgusting. Unexcusable. You, you cannot sit back anymore. Those days are gone where you could sit back and you could say, hey, I'm not going to vote in this primary because primaries don't matter. I'm going to go vote in the general election. Those days are gone. You have to vote in the primary elections now because if you wait to vote in the general elections, you are stuck with two bad candidates and you have a choice to make now between the best candidate of two bad candidates. And then most of the time they're just picking party line anyway. There, it's straight down party line. And you are stuck. The time to get these people out, if you're congressman and you have to do your homework, you have to be a citizen. You have to be a responsible citizen now. Nobody's coming to do it for you. You have to go and look at your congressman's voting record. And if your congressman has ever voted against anything that you stand for, you have to vote to primary him out. Now, Maybe the majority of your district is going, to st- is going to be on board with him and they're going to vote for him, but you have to start voting your conscience. You have to start voting for what's important to you. You have to start going out on these primaries, doing your research, and if that means putting a mechanic in there who has no political experience, that's what you do. That's what you do. You stop putting these guys in here who are voting for themselves, who are voting for their longevity in Congress, who are voting against the Constitution, like Anthony Gonzalez here in the 16th District. You stop putting those guys in, and you start putting in guys who understand the Constitution, and they understand who they work for. Do you know where I started to see when I would look up uh, politicians and, and even presidents? It was like, man, a lot of lawyers. A lot of lawyers. A whole lot of lawyers. So you think, so you think like, okay, lawyers go to school, they're smart. They're going to practice law. They're going to write laws. They're going to make laws. So it's understandable that they're going to make that transition from from being a liar, I mean, a lawyer to a politician. Listen, first off, Shakespeare had it right. Do you know what Shakespeare said about lawyers? First thing we do is kill all the lawyers. Okay. Now, I'm not advocating to kill lawyers, mind you. But when I see a lawyer, and I guess maybe that's because I have worked in law enforcement for 29 years, I've dealt with lawyers. I don't see, oh, they must be smart. I see they must be sketchy. They must be, man, not even a slime ball, but they know, listen, especially criminal lawyers, they know the right things to say, man. These guys were winning debates. They were on debate teams in college. They know the right things to say to play to their audience. They're pitching. They're, yeah, exactly. So when I see a lawyer, man, 
Look, you got that guy in New Jersey who just won. He's a, a truck driver. I will take a truck driver. I will take a mechanic. I will take a blue-collar guy. I will take Joe Blystone in the state of Ohio, who is a farmer running for governor, before I would take any politician right now. And he's got a sweet beard. He does have a sweet beard, man. I got a shirt that says, back the beard. But you can't sit by idly anymore. You cannot sit by and wait for this to fix itself because it's not going to fix itself. I don't believe this country is lost, but I believe we are on the cliff. I believe we're on the precipice. I believe we can see over it. We are close. And if you allow the same slimeball, to use your word, slimeball politicians to get reelected, then you know what? You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve what's coming your way because you allowed this to happen. They don't have a guaranteed job, right? They're going back up just like you do at work. They're going up for a job review every two years, every six years, every four years. And if you keep reelecting them, you keep giving them this job because you don't know. You don't know what they've done in the past. You know, you they come out, hey, they're, they're great, right? Every four years, they come out. Or every six years, they come out. And they're like, hey, hey, remember me? You, you elected me six years ago. Time to pull the signs yeah. out. Yeah, time to pull the signs out. Can I put one of these signs in your yard? And if you don't know what they've done since the last time you voted for them, shame on you. Shame sure. on you. And what you need to do is to get up on the Constitution. And you need to look at their voting record. You need to see what they voted for and make sure that fits into the Constitution. Make sure they're allowed to do that. Because if you don't know what the Constitution says, if you don't know what their authority is in government, how do you know that what they're doing is, is constitutional? How do you know? You don't, and they don't care. Who doesn't care? The politicians? No, the, the people that oh, aren't showing up. Oh, yeah. No, they don't. Right. Apathy's killing they're this country. They're just trying to make money. Apathy's killing this country. Kids, and that's it. Right. Well, and we see how that's going, right? Inflation through the roof right now. You can make all the money you want, but you know what? Are your wages going up? No. If you didn't get a 5% raise last year, you, right. you took a loss. Right. So far, it's going to be worse. So as we get into this podcast, we're going to talk about the Constitution in depth as we get, man, I'm sweating right now. I'm so mad. Dude, I wish there was video here. I am literally dripping. We're going to get into the Constitution as we talk about different things, right? As we talk about different things, we'll go to certain amendments, we'll go to certain articles, and we, we'll break them down for you guys. But right now, I ask everybody who's listening to this thing to go pick up a pocket Constitution somewhere, and you can buy them online for 99 cents. And I will tell you this right now, that if you don't have 99 cents, because I know there's a lot of people that don't, with inflation, you're trying to put food on your table, if you just don't have the money to do that... You send me an email to Jim at pbapodcast.com. Give me your address. I will send you a pocket constitution. I don't care if a thousand of you, I don't care if 10,000 people ask me for it. I will come up with the money and I will send you a pocket constitution. So here's what you need to know generally, generally. Yeah. Just start on the basics, right? Cause that's where just the basics. Listen, all I want you to know is how to look up. So if the president comes up with a vaccine mandate, I want you to say, you know what? Is he allowed to do that? Because right now, if you go to the amendments and you look at it, you're not going to find the answer. The answer lies in Article 2 of the Constitution. So what we're going to do, I'm going to go through here real quick. I'm going to give you a brief general overview. Well, even if you want to be like, is the Department of Labor in the Constitution? Nope. Don't see them in there. Nope. Don't see them in there. In fact, the mm. word labor is not in there. The word oh. education is not in there. Mm. The word welfare is in there, but only adds the general welfare. Social welfare, not in there. OSHA? Nope. Mm. And definitely not education. Definitely not education. Well, should it have been in there? Or do you believe it should always have 
been removed and belonged to the states? Which one? Education. Well, we'll get into education, but no, I think education is a state's rights issue. I think Ohio should educate Ohio's children as they see fit because Ohio's children are not Texas children, right? We're not California children. We're not Washington children. We have different issues in all those states. Let Ohio educate Ohio's children. Yeah. And your dollars will go a lot further. Well, yeah. So, and I get it and I get it. But the, like I said, the apathy is, is, is tough because people, they just want it easy. They want it easy. They don't want to put, they don't want to put the time in. Well, they don't yeah. want to have the, they don't yeah. want to make the hard choices. That's it. And you know what? They want somebody else to take care of it for them. That's the, that's where we are right now, but, but we can't be anymore. I think that's going to get worse. We can't be as anymore. time goes on. Unless something, no, it's not. Unless something happens it's to make not. hard men, it's going to get tough. It, it, listen, it's not going to get worse. Kids are staying at home longer than they ever have. It's not going to get worse, and here's why it's not going to get worse. We are at the edge, right? We're either going to fix this, or we're off the edge. And if we go off the edge, it's not going to get worse. It can't get worse. It's going to be. We're not going to. You're not going to recognize this country. So, Constitution. First off, let's just go real quick. Let's go through the articles, just so you know where to go look, right? Article one, that establishes Congress, House, Senate, and it tells you what they are and, uh, well, not what they are not. Here's another little fun tip for you. The Constitution never tells the government what they are not allowed to do. The Constitution tells the government what they are allowed to do. And if it is not in there, they are not allowed to do it. And that's period. been fuzzy water for, or, you know, uh, for a lot of people for, for just in a lot of years. Well, it's not fuzzy. We allow it to be fuzzy, right? The constitution tells the government what they're allowed to do. If it is not specifically enumerated in the constitution, they cannot do it. Period. End of story. But they've been doing it. They have been doing it. And be, then they, and then they roll because, that, they roll that dice and go, let's see if it sticks. boy. Yeah. yeah right. And it does stick because apathy. Because the people don't care enough to stand up. People don't care enough to stand up against the federal government. Mm -hmm. Now, Article 2 is the executive. That's the presidency. So when Joe Biden comes out with a mandate and he says, look, I'm going to order private businesses to do this. Well, go to Article 2. Read Article 2 and see if in Article 2 of the Constitution, it gives Joe Biden the right to do that. If it doesn't, it's unconstitutional. Article 3 is the judicial. That sets up the courts. Right, all federal courts, Supreme Court. Go read it. See what they're allowed to do. Are they allowed to make law? No. Article one, Congress, they are the ones responsible for making the law. President can't make the law. The judiciary can't make the law. So when you've got the Supreme Court coming out in Roe v. Wade, in gay marriage, and they're basically legislating from the bench and putting this law over the entire country, absolutely unconstitutional. Now, your opinions on Roe v. Wade or on gay marriage don't matter to me. What matters to me is that the Supreme Court of the United States does not have a right to tell the entire United States that gay marriage is now legal. They don't have the right to do it. But I'll tell you what I, what I think about what I saw just with the last president and this president. So let's just use the infrastructure bill. And you watch the press and the press is like, Joe Biden's infrastructure bill. He's telling Congress, you got to get this done. And then when President Trump was trying to set a bill through their like Congress's bill, like they never gave him that, which it should never be anyway, right? It's it all be, political. It shouldn't be the president telling them what to make. They should make it and put it on his desk and go sign it or don't sign it. Right. It's on you. Right. Now, the president can certainly recommend bills. He can. 
There's nothing, there's nothing that says he can't. He can recommend bills, but it is up to Congress. It's not up to the president to be calling people and pressuring them to do this or then doing it, doing the president's bidding. It is up to Congress. And if your Congress people have failed you, if they have, if they have enacted laws that you don't agree with, quit voting them in. Go to the polls and the primaries and vote for whoever is running against them because you can't do worse. And if that guy is, if he doesn't do what you want, then you vote him out the next time. But this bullshit of putting the same person in every single time, regardless of what they've done, 40-year politicians, 30-year politicians who have done nothing. The president of the United States has done nothing in 40 years. He's been on, I don't remember who said it, he's been on the wrong side of every foreign policy his entire life. He's never been on the right side. And you know what? He's the most popular president in the world, right? History of the world. 81 million. 81 million. He's running at what, 34% now? I don't even know. Well, either way, you see pictures of him or video from him in the 90s? Well, you know what? Before he got his hair plugs? You know what's funny? Um, I've actually got the last interview that he just did. This is him talking about what's important to him as a president um, and the bills that he wants to pass through. Uh, Here it is. That's our president. So, and then the media is like, he's so well spoken. <laughs> they are. They're like, did you see him nail hey, it? Did yeah, you Joe. see him nail it? <laughs> you go on MSNBC and they're like, oh my god! I just, it is so nice to have an adult in the Oval Office now. It's ridiculous. Let's move on here real quick. Article four. Article four covers the states, right? And this is actually the one part of the Constitution that tells the states what they're not allowed to do. Um, Anything that is not in here, anything that is not in the rest of the Constitution, and we'll get into the Tenth Amendment at some point. The Tenth Amendment, to me, is one of the most important amendments. Tenth Amendment is states' rights. And the Tenth Amendment, what that says is that anything that is not enumerated in the Constitution, so in Article 4 or Article 1, um, if it's not given to Congress as a power, if it's not given to the presidency as a power that they are allowed to do, it goes back to the states, period. Education should be with the states. Healthcare should be with the states. But it's not. The federal government has taken over. Article 5 is the amendment process for the Constitution, right? This is not... The president doesn't get to amend the Constitution. The Supreme Court does not get to amend the Constitution. Congress does not get to amend the Constitution. Those are the states. Congress can absolutely propose amendments. They can pass those amendments. But then three-quarters of the states have to amend the Constitution. Article 5 spells it out. And we will talk about Article 5 ad nauseum here. I will have somebody here. Well, we'll see. Uh, He says he'll come. Uh, but I think it's important to set the stage because, like, let's talk about term limits. I mean, a lot of the stuff we're talking about right now is a problem of term limits because when you only have a certain amount of time to to make your mark in Congress to go up to, to each side and then go to the presidency, you got to give results. If you're not giving results and you're just getting votes, it's only because you're in a district where you can get votes by sleeping through the whole entire process. Well, exactly. Exactly. Or you're a smooth talker, right? You're bringing in the money. That's it. I mean, now you look at that New Jersey race, man, the guy who lost had a war chest. He had millions of dollars. The guy who beat him, this was the, I believe he was the second most powerful Democrat, I think in New Jersey, but he was the speaker, right? Anyway. Or the, the Senate president. Maybe? The, the Senate president. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, but the truck driver that beat him, 
You know how much he spent? They said 152 bucks. 100, 153 is what I heard. 153, yeah, either way. dollars right? Good for this guy. Registration fee and some signs. This guy right here is our poster child for what needs to happen in this country. What needs to happen? Article 6, Supremacy Clause. Basically, is just saying that, you know, the laws uh, of the United States supersede those of the states as long as they are constitutional. All debts, we have to, you know, all debts are valid, blah, blah. Article 7 is nothing but the signers. That's uh, everybody who signed the Constitution. Those are the articles. That is the Constitution. Now, when we get into the amendments, you're talking about the first 10 amendments. That's the Bill of Rights. Anything after the 10th Amendment, actually, I think it's really the 12th, but for the sake of argument, the 10th Amendment, um, anything after the 10th Amendment is is just an amendment. The Bill of Rights is in those first 10, right? And those are the ones everybody knows. You got the First Amendment with the right to free speech. You got the Second Amendment, right? It is pew, 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 pew right? The, the right to pew, pew shall not be infringed, bitches, are uh, the third, Third Amendment. Dan, what is that? Nope. Don't you Google that, you son of a bitch. Why you always put me on a spot, man? Come on, Third Amendment, man. It's my favorite amendment. Come on. It's the trivia question amendment. Oh, Jesus. All right. So the Third Amendment prohibits the government from quartering troops in your house. Oh, I forgot right. about that one. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. So the Fourth Amendment, uh, when we get into the Fourth Amendment, that's search and seizure. Fifth Amendment is the right to not incriminate yourself. But when we get up to the 27th Amendment, which is the last one, that, that covers congressional pay raises. Um, and we'll talk about these amendments as we go through. But you need to know where to go look to see if what the government's doing is constitutional. Quit sitting by and waiting for somebody else to do it. Quit being a bitch. But that's why they're here waiting for you to tell. Well, okay, but don't wait for me to tell you, right? So we run a group called the Everyday Constitution. We've, we, we may have talked about it before. I don't remember. So we started this group, the Everyday Constitution. The reason we started it was to get people reading the Constitution. Now, I figured it was going to be like a Bible study. We were just going to, and and I patterned the whole thing off. Um, there is a podcast out there. There's a group out there called the Constitution Study. All right. And that's what I patterned the whole thing off. And that's where I got the idea. Credit where credit's due. And oh, man, he would actually be a great guy to have on here. I bet I could reach out to him. Um, reach out. Anyway, so we did this thing because uh, my thinking was that people don't know what the Constitution says, and that's what this whole thing is about today. They don't know what the Constitution says, so you have trouble sitting around the table talking with your kids about the Constitution. So I figured that, hey, look, we will sit down, Bible study around my house, man, we'll have five or six people there, we'll read the Constitution, we'll know what the Constitution says. Now you can sit around there with your kids and you can explain to them why America is the greatest country in the world, how we came to be, right? Well... The group kind of took off. Uh, I say took off, but it, it, well, I think we're only at 580-some people right now. The problem is I made it a closed group. Stupid. Uh, I should have made it an open group. Either way, every Tuesday, we have a meeting on Zoom where we are reading a part of the Constitution. We're reading the amendments, and we're talking about them. I mean, that is, that's my passion, right? We need to understand what the Constitution says. And what I'm hoping is that these people that are showing up on Tuesday nights are going to be able to take this out. And if they want to start their own Constitution study, they want to start their own everyday Constitution, have at it, man. You know, get people around. I don't, you know, don't bring me in. You do it. You know what it says now. You do it and you talk to your people and you let them know what the Constitution says. But this shit of us sitting around and nobody knowing what the Constitution says we're going to lose this country. I just failed two tests. We're 
You know, you like, like and you've like, been there every week. Like quartering troops is so early in the game, and it doesn't affect me every day. It's really easy for me you, to be like the third. Like man, and, and and I apologize for that, but you know, well, let's see. The second is uh, I'm all you know, I'm okay. Pew, pew. So so the second is pew pew. You know what? The yeah. third is your right to bear ammo. Am I right? Is, <laughs> right am I right? To bear ammo. Ammo. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. That's it, man. That's, that's my passion. That's why I'm here. Um, now we're going to talk about the government, right? As we move on with this thing, we're going to shit on the government because the government's out of control and not just the Democrats. Republicans are just as far out of control. Yeah. I always tell people and everyone feels the same way that when they shut that door and they take that, that jacket off that has the pin, they're all on the same side. Yes, sir. Not now, there yours. are a few congressmen out there that I that I truly, truly look up to, and I'm fortunate to have one of those, right? Jim Jordan is my congressman. I don't worry about Jim Jordan. Oh, jacketless Jim. I don't, yeah, jacketless Jim. I don't even think he owns a jacket. No, so, he needs to show up in a hoodie one yeah, day. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. My, like my, my hoodie, right? When uh, uh, tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. But yeah, I, there's a few of them out there and you know what? I know some people shit on Ted Cruz. I love Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, man. Every time he gets a chance, you know what his amendments are? He puts a term limit amendment for Congress on the floor. Now, obviously it never goes anywhere because Congress is never going to vote. Yeah. And it's probably because his constituents say, this is what I want. Hell yeah. Okay. Here it is. Watch, watch what happens. (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? He doesn't quit. He keeps putting it up there. Keeps putting it up there every time. And they're never going to vote themselves out of a job. Now, one of the things that I find interesting is I heard an interview with Ted Cruz, and he said that all of his co-sponsors are young Republicans. He's never had a Democrat co-sponsor on term limits, and he's never had somebody who's been in Congress forever, like some old guy, right? Those people do not want this. It's the ones who are just the, the freshmen, the sophomore representatives. Who are signing on to this thing. They're also hearing it from their constituents as well. Well, sure. and But they're coming from a place where they know what we're doing is not working. Yeah. So now, while I think that the federal government is lost, I uh, that does not stop us from putting the right people in there. Because eventually, we're going to be able to pull it back from the ledge just a little bit. Um, and we, we've talked about this before, but... I, the states is where I think we win this thing. I think you put the right people in there, understand states' rights, and that's how we're going to win it. We're going to have the states that are going to stand up to the federal government and be like, look, we're done. We're done. We appreciate what you're trying to do. Here's your trophy. Thanks for playing. We're out, right? If we need you, we'll call you. Now, Joe Blystone, we're talking about maybe trying to contact Joe Blystone, see if we can get him on here. Uh, that is his thing. Joe Blystone, if you hear him talk, He's like, look, man, I'm going to tell Washington to stay in Washington. If we need your help. We'll call. We'll call you. Don't call us. Yeah, don't call us, bitch. We'll call you. Right, right, right. Joe Blystone's like, you know, the chick at the barge giving you the fake phone number, right? The federal government comes up and he's like, hey, you know what? I want to hang out with you. And you're like, yeah, here's my number. Three fucking five, 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 one, two, three, four. Yeah, that's Joe Blystone, man. Joe Blystone's like, look, we don't need you in here. Ohio can take care of Ohio. When we need your help, we'll call. And then we want your help. Yeah. But don't be coming in here and getting in our business. Don't be coming in here and taxing our people. Don't be coming in here and telling our people that they can or can't have an abortion. Don't be coming in here and telling our people that they have to subscribe to Biden care or whatever the hell the health care is, you know, the new health care is. Or get a jab to make money. Or get a jab. Don't be coming in here telling my people that they got to get a jab. When we need your help, 
right? If we choose not to mandate vaccines and now we have a quarter of Ohioans dying, then we'll call you and you can come in here and help us. But if what we're doing is working, stay out, man. Stay out. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Dude. Happens in the States. Governor DeSantis, Florida, not running for president. Announced that he's running for governor again in 2022 for Florida. God bless him. And you know what? I guarantee that Florida is cheering right now. He can always fall back and, and get on the ticket. He could. If he, he could. If he's but I, don't, I think he's polling good. Yeah, I think everyone is. I talk to he is, but loves I don't DeSantis think, more than Cruz. I don't think he will, though. I think I'm telling Maybe I'm wrong. Because he's got to run Florida. Yes. Right? He feels uh, like it's an obligation and, to run right. Florida. I like he, Blystone is feeling like it's an obligation to run Ohio. Yes. I think he loves Florida. And I think he is going to do what he has to do to keep Florida sovereign. I really right. do. I don't think he's going to. It's just like Jim Jordan. Now, I haven't heard this from anywhere. Um, you know, when Portman was leaving, Jim Jordan uh, declined to run for Senate. And I truly believe, and I don't know this for sure. I don't know. Maybe we get lucky and get Jim Jordan on here. But I truly believe that Jim Jordan decided not to run for Senate because the House of Representatives was always supposed to be representation for the people. The Senate was originally designed to be representation for the states. And I don't think Jim Jordan wants to represent the states. I think Jim Jordan wants to represent his people. And I think that's why he stayed. Yeah. Yeah. And he knew, and he knew he had the win because he had the people hundred percent. I love Jim Jordan. I don't have to get on GovTrack every morning to see how Jim Jordan voted. I know how Jim Jordan's voting. Jim Jordan's voting for the constitution. Jim Jordan is voting for his people, for his constituency. He's not voting for what he thinks is right, right? Uh, we've talked about this before. I mean, if if the vote in Congress was for the national color and Jim Jordan was like, you know, the choices were green and purple and Jim Jordan was like, man, I sure love green. I'm going to vote for green. I love green. Green's always been my favorite color. But he's getting emails and phone calls yep. and everyone that wants the other color. Right. Everybody's saying, look, Jim, we want purple. We love purple here in our district. Well, you know what Jim Jordan's going to do? He's going to go and he's going to vote for purple because Jim Jordan knows that he is not there to vote for himself. He's not there to enrich himself. He's there to vote for his people. And I have no doubt at all that Jim Jordan would vote for purple. No doubt. And then we had the amendment of how he chooses the senators. Oh, we just had that my one. My God. Listen, man, that I don't was, even, listen, don't, I don't even have time. We just had that in the everyday constitution. We did. I don't have time to get into that right now. Was that 17th? Yes, that is Oh, 17th. I got one right. You oh, did shit. get one right. You're at 33%, bitch. Oh, I'll get the numbers up. <laughs> Ask me some simple <laughs> ones. Some rookie numbers. Uh, but, no. to, but just to let people know, so listen, in a nutshell. You, if you had to put your finger on an amendment that, Personally, that I think if you had to put your finger on an amendment that started the destruction of the Republic, it's the 17th Amendment. And tell them why. Uh, all right. Well, in a, nutshell, in a nutshell, in a nutshell. So the Constitution was originally designed that the states were going to send their senators to Washington. It was not a popular vote. The people didn't get to vote for the senators. The states would choose their two senators who were going to go and represent the state's interest, right? They didn't care. I don't want to say care, but they didn't care about the people. They cared about states' rights at that point. They had different jobs to work on. They had on. different jobs, man. These were two separate chambers of Congress, right? There was the states and there was the people. So when the law would come down and the people were like, man, we love this law, all the senators would get together and they would be like, yeah, okay, we get that you love it, but that's really infringing on the state sovereignty. So we're going to vote no. And that's what they were doing. They were crushing it. 17th Amendment came along and that changed it. 
So now state senators are elected by the popular vote by the people. So now what you've got are two houses that are both representing the people. You've got, you've got the House of Representatives representing the people, but you've also got the senators now who are being elected by the people. There's nobody there representing the states. So Ohio doesn't have anybody there standing up for them in Washington, right? The senators are still coming back every election year, and they're like, hey, look at all this money we brought you. Look at all this stuff we've done for you. But nobody's looking out for the states. And that is, you see the federal government, federal government exploded after the 17th Amendment. That's where they started getting big because there was nobody there to stop them. Now, there's a movement underway, and there has been for some time, to repeal the 17th Amendment. And I'm on board with that. I don't know the mechanics on doing that. I don't know, I don't know what that would look like if we actually repeal the 17th Amendment. But, I mean, that is, to me, that is the point. That was the turning point for when this country started going south. When the states lost representation in Congress, and what there was in the early 1900s, yeah, 1913, yeah, uh, 19, 19, 1913. I think you're right. Now, I've got my constitution right here because I'll tell yeah, you what. Look it up. I am never without my constitution. I've been a policeman for 29 years. I carry a copy of the constitution with me every single day I work. If I stop a kid going to college who says he knows his rights, I hand him my constitution and I say, "Show me." Show me where I'm violating those rights. And then when I'm done with that stop, I give him, I carry him in my car. I give him a copy of the constitution. And I said, man, just get up to speed. Know your rights. I want you to know your rights, right? I want you to tell me, no, I can't search your car, but know your rights. The fact that I'm stopping you for speeding does not violate your rights. The fact that I'm here talking to you at your window does not violate your rights. Know your rights. I know my rights. I I know my rights. All right, so I digress. Uh, let me see. So we're talking about the seventeenth. Yeah, I want to say um, it was 13. 14, 15, 16, 17. It was nineteen thirteen. You're right. Does uh, that count? Passed, Does that count? That counts. The that point? counts. That was good work, dude. Man. Passed by Congress May thirteenth, nineteen twelve. Ratified April eighth, nineteen thirteen. So, and I don't know if that's year. that that's going to be the beginning of how we turn it around, but I know it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt. I mean, you know? give the states their give the states their due man. because the state the state. Uh, legislature is voted in by, you know, the, the population. And if those people are picking um, who's going to represent the state, it's going to be more in line of how your state votes as opposed Correct. to having a popular Correct. vote where the gigantic metropolises pick it. Correct. If that makes any sense. Correct. No, it does. It does. And I understand when I understand some of the arguments for the 17th Amendment, right? Like there was rampant corruption going on, right? Where people could buy off senators basically. But Again, we don't change it for everybody. If New York's having a problem with corruption, we deal with New York, right? The voters can deal with New York. The New York attorney general can deal with New York, but you don't change it for Colorado who wasn't having any problems. So like I said, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. I don't know the mechanics of actually repealing the 17th amendment, but I'm willing to look into it. And right now I'm on board with it. I'm on board with repealing the 17th amendment, given their state's their say back in Congress. But I think the Convention of States and term limits is the first thing to iron out to get your 36 states on board and to have them have one thing to everyone agree on, which would be term limits. And then next year, we'll talk about the next one because we got all 36. Well, and I think that's probably a big thing, right? If we can at least do it once, 
And everybody knows that this can happen and they can see it in practice and they can see that it works, that, hey, man, we we all came together and we got term limits and now we're getting rid of all these. Because that's the last thing they want is us together. Oh, sure. That, and that's what happens. Whenever you get close to that, Congress always comes in and gives just enough yeah. to get everybody yeah. off board. They're going to be like, all right, we're going to take care of term limits. It's going to be three limits of eight years. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> we're gonna, listen, listen. We, no need for a convention. Nobody. So so there are five-year terms. Nobody can serve more than eight. Right? Yeah. That's, that's what they like, do. We're, we're, we're limiting like, well, ourselves. Fuck, five years, that's great. Next thing you know, it's 40 years. So That's math. <laughs> that's math. It's science. And then, you know, once term limits gets taken, then we can figure out what the next one is. And it's important to get the ball rolling on that. And I can't stress that enough. How I No, I think you're going to love this guy I bring in. He's the uh, state director for the convention of states who will be able to explain everything to you a whole lot better than I can. I think you're going to yeah. enjoy that conversation. You know what I'm going to tell him? What's that? I'm going to tell him we got to start this thing where we're like, we're only letting 36 states in. We're not going to be 37. We're not going to be 38. If you're not on this train, when we start making these choices, you're out. <laughs> That's how it works because the ratification still goes back to the states. So well, it's 36 call for it. Yeah, but we need to get to the 36. What are we at now? Uh, I don't know. We're only in the Not 20s. 36. No. No, exactly. No, no, no. So you need well, to give no, people. You need no, to give people to be like. I don't, oh, we want to be in on nah, this. You we don't need have to be to, in on this yeah, choice. But, yeah, but you don't have to worry about that because as soon as you hit the magic number, it's going. Congress can't stop it. It's going. But that's another that's another day. Hey, listen, we got to get going. If you want to reach out to us, like I said, if you need a pocket constitution, man, get a hold of me. If you've got questions, if you've got comments, if you've got topics that you want us to talk about, hit us up at Jim at PBAPodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can probably find us on Rumble and YouTube here pretty quickly. I think Dan's going to handle that. So until next time, this is Pod Bless America. Pod Bless America.